You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. All right. Good afternoon. And uh, Jason, no. Nope. I have two. Uh, I'm actually going to have two, two special guests today. Someone else sitting over there. I'm not, um, a, I'm not a special guest. I mean, well, you're just special. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Special Brian. Um, first up, let me introduce, since you're sitting here, you're on camera, we have Brandy Carroll, Director of Commodity Activities and Market Information here at Arkansas Farm Bureau. Brandy works with rice and cotton, and you work with the Arkansas Rice Research and Promotion Board. I do. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, now, normally at this point, Jason and I have a little back and forth about whatever's going on. Um, uh, not much going on this week, but uh, Senator Bozeman has been touring around the state doing his farm tours uh, this morning. Um, well, earlier this week, he visited White County and Arkansas Farm Bureau members up there. This morning, he was in Stuttgart visiting uh, with, uh, Terry and Trent Dabbs and the, their farm. Hearing about agriculture issues straight from our farmers and ranchers. Uh, so, uh, other than that, uh, Brandy, we we talk about some things coming up too, and one of those things is our diversity in ag conference, September fourteenth at the Four Points Sheraton in Little Rock. Uh, you can find out more information about that in our social media and Facebook, Twitter, and all that. And that's coming up, so mark your calendars for that. But Brandy, I want to get started today. We'll just jump right in. Okay. You know, no need for chit chat. We'll jump right in and start talking about uh, something that you work on every week for us, which is what's happening in the commodity markets. And so I thought, let's let's get an update on that. Um, Randy, what's the big news this week? Okay. Well, um, the August supply demand report is the first report of the crop year that really uses farmer survey data to talk about production estimates. So that's always a report that we look for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we're looking at the markets to see, um, to really begin to get a feel for uh, what the crop's going to look like. And obviously, it's still really early. Uh, we don't know exactly what yields are going to be. Harvest is just beginning. But, you know, those are that's one of the things that we try to look at and, um, you know, to sort of get some direction in the market. Um, you know, cotton has been a big story all year. We had very mm-hmm. high cotton prices early in the year. And so we planted uh, a lot more acres across the United States. And even in Arkansas, mm-hmm. we planted over 600,000 acres of cotton. And okay. that's the highest um, acreage yep. we've had in some time, honestly. Uh, or at least that's what the certified acreage report right. uh, said. I think we sp- we talked about yeah. that, I think, mm-hmm. a few a week or two ago. So. Right. Well, the supply-demand report actually um, had us, and the, the production report had us a little lower than that. But oh, certified okay. acres from FSA came in at over 600,000 acres. So, mm. um, you know, and I think that was, you saw farmers responding to the, the potential for profit in the cotton crop, right. uh, as opposed to some other crops where inputs were a little higher mm-hmm. um, and prices weren't quite as high. And so uh, we did plant a big crop. We we saw a pretty significant drop in prices through the summer. But, it, you know, the crop, particularly in Texas, is not in great shape. Um, it was very hot, very dry. The dryland crop has largely been abandoned. Uh, a lot of actually irrigated acres have been abandoned at this point in right. West Texas. 
and prices have reacted accordingly. We never want to see high prices at the expense of other farmers, right. um, but that has resulted in um, futures prices back. Um, December is back uh, testing resistance around a dollar twenty, which is okay. Um, you know, a pretty high price level for cotton. Okay, so good news for Arkansas cotton farmers. Sure. Obviously, like you said, we don't like to see it come at the sure. expense of others, but. Good but, news on that front. Right. Um, you know, in Arkansas, we irrigate our cotton, and overall our cotton crop is in pretty good shape. Um, okay. It, we still, you know, we still have some time to go. It's not finished. Mm-hmm. We won't be picking a, a lot of cotton just yet. Right. Um, and it has been a little rainy, which we're going to talk about too. Um, yeah. But um, I was going to say, we yeah. wanted to talk to you about the weather a little <laughs> yeah. bit later, but yes. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to see a lot of cloudy, rainy weather on cotton with open bowls because that right. impacts the quality of your crop. So. We're hoping maybe some of these clouds uh, that came a little too late uh, go ahead and move on out of here. Um, If you know, if we want to talk about the rice crop, um, I mean, it's it's a small crop. Uh, Acreage um, was down even from last year. Yeah, I was curious about that Mm -hmm. because obviously rice being what it is for Arkansas, we were such a big rice producer. Mm -hmm. But this year is looking a little. I mean, it's been a challenging year, obviously. But tell us a little bit more about what the latest is. Sure. the cost of production for rice was very high this year mm-hmm. uh, due to fertilizer prices, diesel prices. Um, so we planted a smaller crop than we normally do anyway, mm-hmm. um, just about 1.1 million acres. But then um, it's been a very ex- even more expensive crop because we've had to continue to run wells and, and water that rice because we haven't been able to get rain. Um, and, you know, the evaporation is higher the hotter it is. Um, right. Uh, the high nighttime temperatures can also be a factor and impact your yield. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we're still a little worried about. Is um, has mil- it been hot? I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it the high nighttime temperatures impact the way that the grain forms okay. and can impact the milling yield of your crop. And so that that impacts how much you get paid for it. So right. um, so all of those things are important and things that we've been watching and things that farmers have been really worried about. I would think. Well, uh, yeah, I knew you had some good updates on the cotton and rice, but what are some other things that, that are, we're learning about the, the crops this year across the state? What's, um, the, what's the latest on corn, for instance? Okay, yeah, we can talk about corn okay. and corn and soybeans and whatever you want to talk about. Um, so um, just across the country, the mm-hmm. corn crop is maybe not um, not in great shape, um, or at least comparatively speaking. Uh, we are projected to not really make the trend line yield. We're expected to have lower yields, you know, than usual. Um, now in Arkansas, again, we irrigate, but a lot of mm-hmm. the, a lot of the corn in the country is not irrigated. And so right. that's where you'll really see that drop in, in yield. Um, and, a, you know, and we've seen the production estimates drop in recent months. So yeah. USDA is really expecting that crop to be a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that has impacted prices a little bit. Um, I, Prices I was wondering really if there was going to be yeah. I mean, a, it, a positive for Arkansas yeah, growers. Yeah, I mean, potentially. It, yeah. Prices have been a little more in a sideways pattern, but we've over the summer we saw a lot of um, almost a roller coaster ride in corn futures. Right. Um, they are back up and a little more stable. Um, resistance right now for December is around six forty, um, okay. which is a you know a fairly good price level. Um, you know if. If there were additional, um, you know, cuts to those production right. estimates or fields don't make it, then, you know, then there's a potential for us to move back above that resistance. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, again, some potential good news for Arkansas corn growers if their crop mm-hmm. is looking pretty healthy. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, for soybeans, soybeans are planted later. 
And so some of these late summer rains have actually benefited the soybean crop. I do think that overall yields are probably, um, you know, we're looking at a you know positive benefit to the soybean crop and to those yields. We have mm-hmm. a huge soybean crop. Again, uh, soybeans don't require as much nitrogen as um, corn and rice. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, soybeans put nitrogen back into the soil. So those high fertilizer prices meant we had really a, a high soybean acreage okay. number to start with. And mm-hmm. um, yield potential for that crop is good in a lot of places. And so um, we may see, you know, we may see kind of a, a bin buster. Well, you know, I got to say, I'm, I was looking for good news and all of these things because, you know, it seems like we've been talking about nothing but negative stuff all summer long, you know, whether it was weather related and things sure. like that. So it's good to hear some of the positive spin. Thank you for bringing that. You're that. welcome. You're welcome. Anything else we need to know about what's happening out there with some of Arkansas? Uh, if you want to talk about um, cattle well, just a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we don't want to yeah. leave out the livestock sure. angle here. Yeah. So if yeah. you have any updates on that. That's, uh, well, that's I mean, I, I think, again, um, along the, the theme of hot and dry, yes. pasture conditions um, in many, many places have been very poor. Mm-hmm. Hay crop has been very poor. And so we've seen very high marketings and high slaughter rates. I do think, um, you know, all the estimates are for beef production to be much higher at the end of this year um, than it you know, than Mm -hmm. previous years, um, which is bad news in the short term, you know, uh, prices are suffering, but, uh, you know, long-term forecasts for next year, you know, the, um, the cattle herd is expected to be smaller because um, people are not, you know, replacing that, not replacing their herd right now. They're reducing. We've been watching Mm -hmm. that and that has been the negative talk that we've had Mm -hmm. lately. We had talked about, we, you know, some of our, People upstairs, some of your, yeah. your co-workers have been doing some reporting on, on those issues and mm-hmm. and the, the the hay issue especially and how that's going to impact. That may have a longer-term impact. Right. On, I think it will have a long, longer-term yeah. impact. It's harder, you know, to replace those animals um, if, you know, if you don't know that you're going to feed them and so you're going to be able to feed them. So we've seen, uh, like I said, longer-term, the price forecast is higher, but short-term, right. um, you definitely definitely see a depression in prices. Um yeah. based upon the situation. Well, jumping back to, we hinted at the weather mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, you were, in fact, on TV the other night. I on was KTV. on TV night. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, obviously, we've gotten rain lately, and you would think, hey, great, rain, finally. But really, that could have been better earlier because it could present problems coming if there's too much of it coming right now when, when harvest is, people are starting to harvest some of the crops. Tell me some of those problems cool. you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're not picky at all. We just yeah. want rain how much yeah. we want, when we want it, and no yeah. other time. You know. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, obviously we had a we had a rough spring. We had a, mm-hmm. a very wet spring. It made uh, planting very late mm. um, and probably impacted, you know, the number of rice acres and corn acres and probably, you know, pushed even more acres into soybeans because people couldn't right. get into their fields. Um, and then it, when it got hot and dry, it really did. Um, and so everybody's irrigation bills, I think are going to be a lot higher than they right. expected. Number one, because the cost of diesel and electricity is higher than it, than it has been, but also because they've used a lot more of it right. this year to make sure that their crop stayed healthy and make sure that they had a yield. So, um, but now, um, and there are still there are still plenty of soybeans in the field that sure. are probably appreciating this rain. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, most of the rice in the state is headed out. Like I think ninety, more than ninety percent of the rice is headed out. Right. Uh, which means that we're trying to dry those fields and dry that you know let that grain dry in the field so that we don't harvest it too wet because you can't 
you can't store wet rice. You know, you need to have that moisture level down. Um, I think I said before, um, it's not great for the quality of your cotton. If you, if you, if the bowls are set and those bowls start to open, you really don't want a lot of rain on, um, on that cotton because it, you know, it deteriorates the quality and it impacts how much you get paid for that. And, um, you know, and the longer things sit in the field, if harvest gets delayed, um, you know, you could always have a, hurricane from the Gulf or right. you know, some kind of weather this event is, that knocks things it's that down. Time of year. Right. It's that time of year. So I don't want to sound too negative, but obviously, oh. obviously the weather is something that we look at, you know, that farmers are worried about mm-hmm. literally every day. I mean, it, well, it's so much you can't control. And I know that, um, in a lot of cases, there's some people taking, I spoke to some people who went down to, uh, with, see the Bo- Bozeman's visit mm-hmm. in Stuttgart and they there's a lot of rice coming out of fields already. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So if the rain can, a little too much of that rain can, upset that operation a little bit right it certainly can it you know it can delay it um and it can uh, you know there are a lot of things that can happen um like if you put equipment in that field when the field is too wet you you really tear up your field Mm -hmm. so then you have to do a lot more land prep in order to be able to plant your crop the next year uh, which again costs money you know so the more you disturb that soil and the you know the bigger mess you make um you have to clean that up um in order to be able to maintain your land and take care of your land and so you know there are a lot of factors that go into deciding when to when to harvest um you know you really have to consider your cost so all right. Well, uh, Brandy, we appreciate you being a special guest here today. Anything else you wanted to throw at us? Uh, you know, you've got all those stats and <laughs> figures in your mind. I didn't know if there was anything else. But we uh, appreciate your time. Uh, if you'd hold with us for a minute, moment, we're going to step away and learn a little bit about our annual Farm Bureau membership. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships, to hunger relief and disaster support, and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. Did you know that your $40 annual ARFB membership contributes to the work being done in your local community? We've talked about this a lot lately, and you can learn more by calling your local county office or simply joining today at ARFB.com and speaking of making a difference in your community. I am now joined, in case anyone had noticed, by someone completely different. Our second guest today, Amanda Williams, Director of Arkansas Farm Bureau's Women's Leadership Program and what we're talking about today the Farm Bureau Foundation. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Uh, Amanda, the Farm Bureau Foundation launched a summer fundraiser uh, back in June, um, and that's about to wrap up, you know, as we're getting here towards the Labor Day weekend. We're looking at September, so that's wrapping up. Tell us a little bit about that fundraiser and, and what you do each summer uh, and why that matters so much. Okay. Well, as you said, um, we did kick off our summer contribution drive um, June 1st. Um, we will wrap that up next Wednesday on the 31st. Um, the goal this year was $4,000. Um, we are currently halfway there. Um, so we are still looking for donations. So you have six days left to, to get so, online. So, so the urgency now, there's, yes, there's days left. We, we need to meet that goal. So please help us out. But we'll talk more about how they can do that in a second. But go okay. ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, so... With this, um, just kind of, I wanted to 
talk about some of the things that these donations go towards. Mm -hmm. um, so just to, to give you an idea of what our foundation is, it is the uh, 501c3 nonprofit fundraising arm of the Arkansas Farm Bureau. Mm -hmm. um, many of our different programs run through our foundation, and I was going to highlight some of those um, today while we were on here. Um, one of those being our MASH program. Um, this year we had 21 camps across the state that had 240 students participating oh, yeah. in that. Um, those numbers are down a little bit from pre COVID pre-COVID, but right. we are um, on the rise on those numbers. But it, and it's good to see it back again, because again, that was those year, the COVID time uh, that right. really scaled that back, but it's mm -hmm. good to see it happening again and all over the state. So. Right. Um, and then also schools are starting back. Um, mm -hmm. Most of our Arkansas schools are in session now and um, our education efforts also run through our foundation. And so um, each year the foundation provides more than $150,000 in educational materials school garden grant program, educational trailers, teacher workshops, and right. our grain bin safety programs. Um, with that, we have about thirty-five to 40,000 um, pieces of literature that are passed out through county farm bureaus or wow. school programs each year. That's a lot of literature. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so, again, we talk about this a lot uh, when school starts, about the, the ag education element of things, but the foundation supports a lot of those efforts mm -hmm. uh, all across the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, really teaching children where where food comes from, you know, and, and really having a better understanding of how it gets from the field to their plate at dinner time yeah. when their parents are trying to make them eat the things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, we have staff here on the state level and then our county farm bureau um, volunteers are great um, there on the local level going into the schools right. and different programs um, each year to share the word of agriculture and to, to teach those kids where their food comes from. And that's, again, the important, that's the importance of these, this fundraiser, you know, that what's going to support all of those efforts and those ongoing programs is your donations to the foundation. Yes, definitely. Um, we also provide financial support to Arkansas 4-H and FFA youth programs. Right. Um, that's one of our, our big programs. We have several different uh, fundraisers that are strictly, or not strictly, but are geared more towards those students mm -hmm. as well throughout the year. Um, and then as you and Brandy were talking about with the rain, um, that makes mention of disaster relief, which is right. another big portion of our foundation. Um, since uh, tw 2016, we have uh, donated more than $140,000 in disaster relief efforts. Yeah. So. And yeah, that's always, I don't want to say it's fun to be a part of because it's not a fun time, but it's, it's um, I appreciate getting to be involved when in those situations, when we do make those donations and, and presentations and all that, because it's such an important thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because unfortunately, sometimes that happens. Brandy mentioned, you know, if there's a hurricane out there that makes its way up here, maybe sits for a few days and there's some flooding, mm -hmm. you know, we, we try and support the recovery in those communities that are impacted by that. Yeah, um, we have definitely aided with support for uh, the flooding of the Arkansas River back mm -hmm. in 2019. Um, and then this year in the um, spring, we uh, donated around $23,000 to four counties in northeast Arkansas that were affected by the uh, December 10th EF4 right. tornado event. Mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, directly donated to local um organizations that were there helping those who were directly affected by that, whether it was for food purposes or for housing purposes or whatever those right. needs were at that time. And that's some of the quiet ways that Arkansas Farm Bureau is making a difference in communities. And we call it being a champion in your local community and, and taking on that role. It's what membership, why being a member of Farm Bureau matters, but it's also why these donations matter. Mm -hmm. 
Let's talk a little bit about that first. How can they donate to the foundation? Um, we will. You can always write a check and send into the state sure. office, um, or you can go online to the or to the arfb.com website and click on the foundation link there. Um, and then there is a tab that is to give online, and you can click on that, and it takes you directly to our online giving platform. And that's great. And we're going to be pushing. You may have seen some messaging out there. We're pushing out that link for for giving. Uh, we're going to have some some content in our social media. You'll see some things on Facebook, on Twitter, where we're encouraging you to help us get there in these last few days of this summer campaign. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's easy. It's easy to do. It's you know clicks and all that stuff. So just look on arfb.com. Follow us on social media. Anything else that uh, you want people to know about what the foundation is going to be doing uh, in this coming months? Um, we, of course, at our state convention, we'll have some activities. Our silent auction, our annual silent auction is a, is a fun event that we have at convention right. and also is one of our bigger fundraisers for the year. Um, and we are already gearing up for our 2023, um, trap shoot that will be held June the 9th. I was going to um, say that was, that was sort of the launching pad here. We do the trap shoot every year in June and that's what kicks off, uh, the fundraising period. So that was another successful year with that. And so you're already looking ahead yes trying to plan um this was our biggest one this year and so we just hope to just keep growing that each year all right well thank you very much for joining us today um in fact thanks to both of my special guests today amanda and brandy uh now it's time now it's time for a little history uh amanda aren't you glad you stuck around do you get to learn something today before you before i I mean come on it's the reason why she's here yeah yeah this, this other stuff was just build up and, and fluff. I, I, it's, it's, I couldn't get her to come down and join us until I said, but Brian's going to give us some history. <laughs> it was the selling point. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, on this day in 1944, during World War II, you can guess the country, but this country was liberated from Germany occupiers on this oh, day. France? Ooh, it was. It was Paris. Oh, okay. All right. How about that? He's always he's always on top. He always gets well, a tennis question. he always gets most he's, he's up on his history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get this one, I'll be impressed. Oh, okay. uh, we had several birthdays for today. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was pretty famous. I'm not going to tell you. I don't uh, get any hints. Well, I can tell you a few things. Okay. Okay. 1930. Uh, oh. It's an actor. Okay. Action. He's in a lot of action films. British. British. Actually, okay, this is going to give it away. (laughs) British accent, but he's actually born in Scotland. Is Sean Connery still alive? Sean Connery. Okay. He's not still alive, but but he was was born. This would have been his birthday. It would have been his birthday. Okay. Today. Because I was like, I thought Sean Connery, and I was like, oh, wait, are we talking about a living person or deceased? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Sean Connery. Uh, It's also uh, Tim Burton's birthday, Elvis Costello. All right. Um, So, you know, Regis Philbin. Uh, Regis Philbin. How about that? Regis Philbin. Uh, On this day in 2018, this American politician died. 2018? 2018. Um, I'm trying to, uh, George Bush? or Nope. It was close, but it was John McCain. 
Oh, yeah. I actually knew that one. I'm sorry, I, I jumped on it. it. Yeah. You should have let her yeah. jump in on I'm that one. I'm sitting here like, oh, it's all for me. <laughs> all mine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. The other one I found kind of fascinating was in 1835, New York's The Sun began running a series of new accounts that falsely claimed British astronomer John Herschel had observed all sorts of life on the moon, <laughs> including winged human creatures about four feet tall. It became known as the Great Moon Hoax, though the sun never retracted the stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hmm. So, hmm. still could be there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Thank you. That's, yes, Thank you I mean, that. my, my, uh, my hodgepodge of useless information is as usual. So, Well, thanks for doing that. That wraps up news for this week. And uh, special guests, thanks for following along with the Arkansas AgCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you turn on notifications to the alerts when we go live. Listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we had a little problem last week getting it up, but it's up, yeah, so it's, it's be up, on the lookout. So. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Rob Anderson, and usually Jason Brown. Uh, and again, we had special guests today. Thank you again, Amanda. Yes, thank you for Our show here. is produced by Brian Pistole and Matthew Magdafrau. We'll see you next week. See you next time.